Welcome to the Manifestation Bay podcast. My name is Katherine Zinkina, and I'm a manifestation expert, master mindset coach, and multiple seven-figure entrepreneur. I'm obsessed with helping you achieve everything that you once thought was impossible. If you're looking to massively up-level your life, your finances, your relationships, your productivity and success, then you have come to the right place. My goal in this podcast is to help you see the infinite potential within yourself to be, do, and have anything that your heart desires. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of mindset development to help you maximize who you are and where you're going. Leave it to me to provide you with the tools, the resources, the strategies, and teachings that you need to manifest a reality wilder than your wildest dreams. I know we're about to have so much fun together, so thank you so much for pushing play today, and now let's begin. If you've been wanting to master the art of manifesting money and cultivate a lighter, more enjoyable, more feminine, and dare I say, pleasurable approach to creating more money in your life, look no further because Sovereign Money is about to relaunch in just a couple of days. In fact, it opens up on Monday, May 20th, which is literally just around the corner. And this launch, I am doing something that I've never done before for everyone who gets on the wait list. I am giving you $100 off of your enrollment into Sovereign Money, and I'm opening the doors one day early with that $100 off special. This is only available to those who get on the wait list before Sunday the 19th, and it will expire once we launch to the public on May 20th. Don't wait. You can get on the wait list right now by going to manifestationbabe.com slash SM. That's S as in sovereign, M as in money. Again, that's manifestationbabe.com slash SM for that $100 off of your enrollment into sovereign money. Hello, gorgeous souls, and welcome back to the Manifestation Babe podcast. I am so excited for you guys to listen to this episode today. So I brought on a breathwork expert, Samantha Skelly, onto the podcast today to interview her all about this powerful healing modality. But we just don't we don't just talk about breathwork, we also talk about the body's ability to heal and where anxiety and stress and suffering actually stems from and what we can do about it. And Samantha actually leads me and you guys through a mini breathwork session towards the end of the episode that you guys have to listen all the way through. First of all, get all the deets, get all the information. And then when it's time to do the breathwork session, you'll be ready and you'll know exactly what to do and exactly what's happening. And I'm not even kidding. It got me so high, like high in a good way, guys, like high naturally. Like I felt so liberated of whatever it was that I was working on previous to me sitting down with Samantha and recording this episode. And afterwards, since she's left, because I'm literally recording this right after she left, I feel so incredible. So I want you guys to experience this gift. I'm so grateful for Samantha and to Samantha for coming into my office today, the podcast studio, the Manifestation Bay podcast studio, and actually sitting in front of me and sharing her beautiful art 
and craft and gift with the world. If you guys don't know who Samantha Skelly is, she is a seven-figure entrepreneur, sought-after international speaker, best-selling author, and wellness coaching expert. She founded both Hungry for Happiness, a movement that helps people experience true transformation and happiness through trained certified coaches who utilize emotional and energetic coaching techniques and Pause Breathwork, which has a mission to unite humanity by helping people breathe, feel, and thrive. Samantha has revolutionized the weight loss and self-help industries by examining the individual and underlying causes of food, body, and self-love issues. She has shared her mission on an international platform with appearances on Global TV, Shaw, NBC, CBC, BBC, and she's also been featured in various publications such as Forbes, The Huffington Post, The Elephant Journal, and The Prevail Project. Samantha continues to spread her message and transform the lives of tens of thousands of people through her programs, worldwide, worldwide, sorry, international retreats, motivational speaking engagements, the popular Hungry for Happiness podcast, and her best-selling Hay House book, Hungry for Happiness. You guys are in for a treat, so I'm not going to take up any more of your time. Let's just dive into today's episode. All right, gorgeous souls. Welcome back to the Manifestation Bay podcast. Today, I have a very, very special guest. Her name is Samantha Skelly. And what we're going to talk about today is such a special topic in my heart, and I've been pushing just about everybody I know to do this incredible healing modality. And so I decided to bring the queen of breathwork into the studio today live. Hello, Samantha. How are you today? I'm so good, babe. It's so nice to be here. It's so nice to meet you. And I'm so grateful to have an amazing conversation. I know. And you drove all the way from San Diego to get here. And just so you guys know, that's like a two hour drive. So thank you so much for being here. You're so welcome. So grateful. So just in a couple sentences, just super quick, what is it exactly that you do? The core of basically every project, everything that I do, everything that I write is essentially to decrease human suffering. I have this desire to help people understand the power of their bodies, help people understand who they truly are at the core. I I really sense that there's such unnecessary suffering in the world and it's because we're so conditioned to suffer. The world's addicted mm. to suffering. And the the fact is 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 we all have the ability to release ourselves from that conditioning, but oftentimes we don't know how. So we just take it as just normal. You know, misery loves company. Right. We love to connect, you know, connection such a core need, and oftentimes we like to connect through misery and when I was when I was younger, I was a child actress and a dancer. So I spent the majority of my life either in front of in front of a camera or on stage. And when I when I left the acting world and I left the dancing world, I developed a really unhealthy relationship to food and to my body. I had a really bad eating disorder for about four years. And during that time, although it was like the darkest days of my life, it taught me everything and more about myself and and who I am at the core. And life had a beautiful way of, of peeling back all the layers and just showing me who I am. And I realized that the ways I was trying to get my needs met were actually destroying me. And there's such an easier, more peaceful, more lovely, graceful way of feeling embodied and feeling powerful. And so my commitment to the world, to myself and to my community now is just teaching, teaching that through through my company. So 
Yeah. That's incredible. And you're doing such an amazing job of that. I've heard such wonderful things about you. It's really inspiring. And as someone who has gone through eating disorders in the past Mm -hmm. and that belief that we have to suffer, Mm -hmm. right, on this planet, like that, that this is just the way that things are and this is how we're conditioned to be. And therefore, there's nothing that we can do about it. I think Mm -hmm. that your mission is so beautiful and so important. So thank you for the work that you do. You're so welcome. It's Yeah, it's a blessing. It truly is. So how did you get into breath work? I'm super curious. Mm. I I first wanted to share just like my experience of like how I discovered breath work because initially when I heard the words breath work or someone invited me to a breath work class, I was like, what are you talking about? Like breathing? Like who needs that? Right. I could get around meditation, right? Like I'm one of those people. I'm I'm a recovering perfectionist mm. and a recovering hustler, right? So for me in the past, I'm like, nah, I don't need meditation. I don't need this. You know, like that's a waste of time. Eventually I learned that meditation is not Uh, just about like sitting in a room Mm -hmm. and quieting your mind, but rather getting yourself into a a receptive state where you are essentially bringing yourself back to homeostasis where you Mm -hmm. can actually receive beauty from the universe instead of constantly giving, 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 Mm -hmm. it's to get you in a state of receiving. So finally I got myself around that and I'm like, okay, cool. I can meditate. And then when I kept getting invited to breathwork classes, I'm like, oh, I can breathe. You know what I mean? And so I went to this incredible retreat center, Rhythmia Life Advancement Center. Have you heard of it? I'm going in two weeks. You are. so excited. Oh my God. Okay. Mm. So I went in December and I like recorded every detail of that experience on the podcast and something that I kept mentioning to my audience is like, you guys, like if you're not ready for ayahuasca, that's fine, whatever. But make it a non-negotiable to try breathwork. Because I remember my first time doing it rhythmia before ayahuasca, I was like, oh, okay, this is not just breathing. This is some like next level. Like, I don't know what's happening in my body. I feel these weird tingles. There's these emotions that come up. Like, how did you get into this? And what is breathwork for those people who perhaps are hearing it for the very first time? You know, I had a similar reaction to you when, when people would say breathwork. I'd be like, I know how to breathe. I would think pranayama. I would think just into the nose, out through the mouth or box breathing or some of these, yes. these techniques. And and I think the biggest difference is there's breath work for relaxation mm. and then there's breath work for transformation. Mm. And the breath work that we do with pause breath work is for transformation. It's to get into the deeper layers, unbind all the energy, the suppressed emotion, the trauma, everything that we've been holding in our body. So, um, so that's the, that's the beautiful distinction for those listening that are like, what is, she, what are they can talking just, about? Can you just super quickly share yeah. pranayama breathing mm. and box breathing? Like what is that? Just so yeah, we can distinguish. Definitely. So think about it when you're in yoga and the teacher teacher's like, all right, let's breathe with movement. So like, it's just breathing with movement. It's very gentle, but there's an intention behind it. And then box breathing. If you think of, if you think of like breathing in a box, so like inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale. Right. So mm-hmm. it's this very simple, you yeah. know, you're in your conscious mind, you're aware you can still do it while you're driving or do it while you're doing everything else. Breath work for transformation has more of an, an intent behind it. There's a force behind it. There's a doing behind it, which I'll get to in, in just a second. So to answer your question, how did I find this? Yes. I was, so I was in Vancouver and where, where I'm originally from, and I was struggling with my eating disorder. I was struggling with, you know, using food as a drug, restricting exercise, addiction, body image issues. It was the time in my life where 
I'd wake up in the morning and I'm like, I cannot wait to go to bed tonight because I don't want to have to fight through all of my thoughts of self-sabotage and I'm not good enough and you're not skinny enough and you're not worthy enough. And that, that voice was on loudspeaker for me every day. And so it felt better for me just to sleep or take a nap. And so during this time, all the doctors were trying to put me on meal plans and exercise regimes and, you know, just eat this and don't eat this. And, and essentially bringing more attention to the thing that was really frustrating for me, which was food. So I got to a place where I'm like, you know what, screw this. I'm not, I'm not doing this anywhere. I'm going to go the holistic path. And so I went to Bali. Yes, <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> and I uh, was staying in a place called Ubud, which is a highly spiritual, beautiful, jungly. is amazing. And there's this place there called the Yoga Barn, and they had a meditation class. And so I, I rode my scooter there. It was a two o'clock class. Um, the class, it was, I, I was a little bit late for the class because I read the schedule wrong. And so I'm like, okay. So I look at the community board and I'm like, what other classes there? And there's this breathwork class. And same reaction. I'm like, I know how to breathe. Yeah. I and mean, it was three hours. It was a waste of time. Totally. Like, it was three hours. I was like, are you like, serious? Shit, I'm going to breathe for three <laughs> hours. But I was like, whatever. I literally have nothing else to do. So I, I went into this class and there was this man who had this big, long gray beard. He was dressed all in white. He looked like Jesus. I'm like, what is going on here? It looked like an adult sleepover. People are lying down on mats. There's yes. blankets. I'm like, this is, is this an orgy? What is going on? So anyways, I, I ignored my ego and my judgment. And I just went and lied down on this mat. And Jesus, AKA Michael, this dude came over and he was like, are you ready for the ride of your life? And I'm like, okay, this is really, this is, this is I'm not like, sure what's We're happening. just breathing, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, he said, have you done breath work before? I said, I said, no. I said, I have been breathing for, you know, 25 years, but never done this. <laughs> and he said, he said, okay, I just want you to trust the process and surrender. Well, when someone says trust the process when you have an eating disorder, it's a little bit challenging to, yeah. to, to figure out. <clears throat> Anyways, I, I did my best. And three hours later, I woke up from this breathwork experience. And the first thought in my mind was, oh my God, I'm made of freaking stardust. Like I am amazing. And I've never had, I never had that thought. During those three hours, I felt everything from deep states of sadness and release and this like cathartic release to joy, bliss, ecstasy, anger, like everything. And this was at a time period where I really only felt anxious and numb in my body. There wasn't any other Mm -hmm. emotion, you know, when someone said, listen to your intuition, I'm like, Becky, I don't have an intuition. Yeah. <laughs> I, I it's a it crazy out. monkey mind in oh there. Oh my gosh. Or yeah. nothing. Or nothing. Yeah. Absolutely. So within this condensed period, which the three hours, by the way, felt like five minutes, um, I felt I felt it all. And so I went up to Michael after the the class and I, I said to him, I'm like, why does not, why does the world not know about this? This is unbelievable. And at the time, he said, maybe you're the one to tell them. And I, that, that didn't even register yeah. until literally two years ago. So I went home that night and researched everything I could about breathwork. And at that point, that this was like seven years ago, there it was very limited. Yeah. Very, very limited. So I, I read literally everything I could on the internet about breathwork. And then I signed up for every facilitator training on the planet. And I'm like, I, I'm so in. Like, like, sign me up. And so I... 
started to use breath work to get into my body so I could discern the difference between what is an emotional hunger cue? What is a physical hunger cue? How can I begin to unlock my intuition more by using breath work? And it was my saving grace in in that time period and healed me from my eating disorder, which is, it was just like, it was like my, yeah, it was like my ticket to like, okay, this is your new life now. And so I was using it in my life and in my first company, Hungry for Happiness, where we help people with eating disorders. I, we were using it, um, mm. you know, within all of our programs and all of our teacher trainings and everything. And then a couple of years ago, I got this call and it was like, you need, this needs to be its own thing. Yeah. Like the world is now ready for this. And now you're ready to deliver this. And the message was just so clear. Um, so now pause is, is its own baby. And we're, we're doing it all around the world. And my, my mission is to mainstream breath work like meditation. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Like people know meditation wasn't cool 20 years ago. It's now cool. And it's doing it right. Super cool now. Yeah. yeah. So, so breath work is still that, that thing where it's like, what, what is this? What's the, what's the, you know, what is the, the power of this? Is this going to be helpful for me? And, and I truly believe breath work is helpful for everybody everybody, if you've had intense trauma, potentially doing it with a facilitator is mm. more beneficial for you, but yeah. it is, it is a, such a beautiful practice and something I use every day. So what does it exactly do to your body? Like mm. what makes it yeah. so effective? Cause it is like, I have become obsessed with it. I'm actually going to a class tonight. Like I, <laughs> I haven't gone in two weeks and I actually feel crazy. Like mm. I miss it. And I miss that feeling of release that I get. And I, and and I swear to God, you guys just listening, like every problem I've ever brought to my breathwork class, I have gotten the solution on the other side. It's like my team, actually, when they discovered that I started doing breathwork, they would actually give me like something to think about, something to brainstorm on or like, Catherine, we need a solution to this problem. Can you help us figure it out? And I'm like, okay, I'm going to breathwork tonight and I'm going to figure it out. And then I go through all the waves and it's so interesting because no two sessions is the same. So sometimes it'll go by in two minutes and I'm like, did I even do this? Like, did the breath work even happen? Because I feel like I'm so out of my body. And then I'll have other experiences where I am completely in my body and I am, my ego is like running rampant and it's telling me to stop and I hate it. And it's like, the time is like just crawling by and I'm like, please, like let this be over. But then always like clockwork, I get some sort of release. And at the very end of it, I'm like, why do I not do this every single day? So what makes it so damn effective? Like what the hell is it doing to your, to your mind, your body, your spirit, like all the different levels? There's, there's, there's so many different levels to it. So I'm going to start with the, I'm going to start with the, the emotional side of it, and then we'll work the spiritual and physical. So essentially the, the emotional side of it is what we're doing is we're, we're giving the mind an opportunity to relax our mind is in survival minds. So we're constantly looking for everything that's going to kill us, everything that's going to go wrong. So when we, when we essentially unhook the mind and relax the mind, we get to go into our intuition. Our intuition is hard to access through the barrier of the mind. Mm. And when we're living in ordinary mind, structured mind, how we walk around the world, 
there isn't that clear channel. There is if we're conscious, consciously breathing, but otherwise there is not. It's always fogged. There's always filters on it. There's always layers that we need to move through in order to really, really get it. Um, it's like meditation when you sit there. It's like you, you wait and wait and wait and wait. And then yeah. you're like, okay, I'm now getting into yes. this. Yeah. Breath work is more of a direct access. So when we breathe in a very continuous and conscious way, we activate the limbic system, which stores all of our emotions and memories, which is why we have these amazing responses of just crying and screaming and all this kind of stuff. Cause the body is, is like, Oh, thankfully we're, we're doing this now. We're releasing this now. I so, never scream you guys. And I scream in breath work. Yeah, like if you ever come to a class with me and there's a girl screaming, it's probably me. <laughs> Let's do it. We got to do it. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's the, the most beautiful thing is when we're in that space, we don't need to find a reason as to why we are screaming or crying. Right. We're meaning making machines. Most of the time we feel an emotion. We feel anxious, for instance, and we'll say, oh, it must be my financial situation. It must be my boyfriend. And we'll, we'll find reasons for that emotionality Yeah, where really what's really the most powerful thing is to have the emotion, to honor the sensation, to observe it, feel right through it, allow yourself to be in it. So it dissipates. So it releases. So it relaxes. Mm-hmm. We have an inability to do that. We want to make it about something or put it in a box. Well, when we're in the breathwork space, our, our mind is not working in that way. So the body just does the work for us, which is why you have so much clarity to your intuition. It's so much clarity to that higher knowing in that space of nothingness, of emptiness, you can say to yourself, oh, wait, let me figure out an answer for this for my business. And it's, it's instant. It's, it's so instant. It's like magic. It's mm-hmm. incredible. So I do the same thing. If I am at my computer and I'm trying to figure out a problem, I'm like, all right, let me sit down. Let me breathe for even five minutes, five minutes of continual breath. I'm like, Whew, got it. Okay. Let me go back and, and do this now. And when I, when I was creating the, our facilitator training, that's how I downloaded the entire thing. I would do breath work for an hour and I would just like a crazy scientist, write it all out. Like it was not me. It was something coming through me. That's incredible. And going back to your point of like, when we open up the space to receive, it's all, it's right there. Yeah. It's right there. So it, it allows us to, to get into our body. So that's the first thing from more of a scientific biochemical standpoint, essentially what we're doing by breathing is we're changing the pH level in our blood, which is essentially giving us a new perspective on how to look at things. Mm-hmm. So you'll notice like your frequency is like, Ooh, it's way higher. Yeah. Right. So then you see the world in a new way. Yeah. With, um, did you get tetany? Oh my God. Every time. Yeah. So tetany for those people listening. And I wanted to ask you, uh, you know, regarding tetany, like, does it ever stop? Is what does it mean? Something like what's going on? What's going on in the body? Like, what is it? Cause I know for a fact, when I brought uh, my husband and a couple of friends for the first time, they freaked out when they got tetany, even though I told them what's going to happen. So it'd be awesome for you to explain that just so people Mm -hmm. know that whether Mm -hmm. they decide to go to a class or they decide to try the exercise that you're going to guide them through in this podcast or one of your uh, courses Mm -hmm. or anything that they download from you just so Mm -hmm. that they know what's going to happen. Absolutely. So a tetany is essentially um, your hands clamp up and they kind of look like lobster claws. So they literally come in towards your heart. And I'm going to give you the scientific or the, yeah, the body reason and then the spiritual reason. So the spiritual reason, according to all of my mentors who are pioneers in breath work is it's an inability to let go. Mm. And so I've tested this in session when I have tetany, I will ask myself, what are you holding on to? What are you holding on to? What are you holding on to? And it's like, boom, Oh, that's the thing. And then 
I have this release in my hands. Relax. Stop. I'm going to try that it, tonight. Yeah. Ask yourself, what are you holding on to? What are you holding on to? I don't get it every single time, but when I get it, that's my cue to ask myself that question. Okay. So clearly there's oh. something that I have not yet let go because I get it every time. Yeah. And it's, it's all to do with the heart because there's, there's a meridian that goes from your heart down into your arm, into your hand. And so your heart is like, oh, I'm going to hold on to it. So the hands come up to the heart. That makes so yeah. much sense. It's crazy. Wow. So yeah, ask yourself that. What am I holding on to? The um this the body reason why is because essentially all of the the energy needs somewhere to go. When we are doing a breathwork practice, we are moving energy. We're moving so much stagnant, stuck energy that you're going to get dizzy for the first little bit. Mm-hmm. You might even get a little bit of a headache. Your feet might become cold or clampy, and especially your hands. The energy is going out through your hands. So there's there's a condensed amount a potent amount of energy in your hands, which is what's creating that as well. Mm. So that's the reason. So 10 minutes, 15 minutes after your breathwork session, it will go away. And if you don't know what's going to happen, it can be quite jarring for you. So just know that it's happening. The most beautiful thing I love about breathwork is you are in control the whole time. At any point in time, you can stop the continual breath and just let the body breathe itself and you will come, you will relax. Unlike psychedelics where you're like, okay, I'm in. You're, oh, it's such a, I mean, like the, the effects, um, the benefits are very, very similar between psychedelics and breath work. Mm-hmm. However, guys, if you take a psychedelic like ayahuasca, you are buckling up and there's no way out. Like there's no pause button. There's no like, let me just stop this breathing. You are in for at least seven to eight hours. But with breath work, the beauty is, as Sam said, like you are in control the whole time and which is so comforting because you know that you can stop at any point, which encourages you to just let go and just keep going, knowing that you always have that option. Mm -hmm. So it really comforts you. But obviously the goal is to just keep breathing Mm -hmm. and, and figure out what part of you is afraid of letting go of control and really bring that to your breathwork practice Mm -hmm. and really work on that aspect Mm -hmm. of it. Because then again, for me, for instance, maybe that's what's going to help me let go of my tetany. Um, (laughs) Why are no two sessions the same? I know Um, I I have some guesses and I've heard some things and I know like in psychedelics, for instance, no two journeys are ever going to be the same mm -hmm. because it just goes beyond this physical. It's a metaphysical aspect of it. Like you are, you are playing on the quantum field. And in the quantum field, things are going to be different. It's not like taking a drug where scientists can tell you exactly what the side effects are, exactly when it's going to peak, exactly what's going to happen, exactly when it's going to come out of your body. Like there is no, there is no like system. There is no box that it goes into. And so why aren't, is, why is breath work the same? Like why are no two sessions exactly the same? Like why is every time I go, I never know what I'm going to get. Yeah. So essentially what we're doing in the sessions is we're working through historical layers of trauma and memories and emotions. And your body is, your body always knows what it needs to release first. Mm, yeah. And there, there'll be times where it'll just be a very physical experience and not emotional. And then there'll be times where it's super emotional and not physical. So this is the part of the surrendering and letting the body do the work. The body's going to release whatever it needs to release in the timeline that it, that it needs to release. In. Yeah. Yeah. And you could be breathing and, and you'll activate the limbic system. It'll come up with a memory 
from four years old. And like, that's the thing that needs to happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or it could activate a memory from a week ago. And that's the thing that needs to happen. Or maybe you had uh, someone die in your life recently and there's a lot of grief and a lot of heaviness around the heart. And that feels like the most active thing for you. So there's, it's all about understanding like what part of the limbic system are we activating to, to trigger the emotion to have the, the response. There's other ways that, can, that this can be different as well. I mean, the facilitation is, is a huge, huge part of it. Are they holding a really safe space? Hmm. The uh, musicality has a huge impact on our emotionality when we're in that really op- open space. So if the if the facilitator is playing like boom, 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 like tribal music, we can like scream and we'll get really primal, right? Wow. If, if the facilitator is playing like more like soft violin music, it's more like inner child and more of like a an opening and a releasing and a softening and a, and a really like sad part of part of the process. Um, so it, the, the music is so important. The cueing of the facilitator is so important. How the people around you, do you feel safe with the people around you? There's so mm-hmm. many factors that go into it, both internally and externally. And I think this is one of the best things about breathwork is you're developing a relationship with your body and you're developing this agreement that your body knows what to do. Yeah. Cause so often we overthink how to feel better yeah. And in this, in this experience, you, there's no space and time for that because you're not thinking, Yeah, you're not thinking we're in an altered state of consciousness where the body's just doing what it needs to do. And the body's like, Oh, thank God. Like they finally stopped. Finally. Thinking. Let me, <laughs> let me do my thing. Let me be the intelligent yeah. being mm-hmm. that I am and heal myself. And mm-hmm. speaking of that, I know that's something you're super passionate about is how the body can heal itself. Mm, Can you speak on that just a little bit? Absolutely. So we were born with everything it takes to be happy. And we've complicated the most basic things. We've complicated how to nourish ourselves with diets. Yeah. Right. And that's a huge part of my work with Hungry for Happiness. We've just completely complicated that. We've complicated how to breathe. We just don't use our breath to the ability and feeling you know, we, we have such an unhealthy relationship with pain. Yes. We have such an unhealthy relationship with so anxiety. So many labels. Oh my God. So many labels. Like if we could just remove all of the, I am this, I am this, I have this disorder. If we just remove all of that and we just get with the body and go, what's going on at, at a deeper level? What is this emotion trying to teach me? If we could look at pain as this is simply just a catalyst for my growth. Mm -hmm. This is showing up because there's something that I'm not seeing. And the question that we ask ourselves is what are you here to teach me? Or what am I, what am I not seeing? Yeah. And we begin to learn from our, our pain. We can truly set ourselves free. Yeah. We can truly set ourselves free. It's like the labeling that creates the suffering. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Because if you just let yourself feel through it, mm. it will dissipate. Mm. But as long as you keep giving it a label, then you constantly have something to attach your identity mm. to. And therefore, whatever you attach your identity to, you have such a harder time of letting go because then your ego comes in and it's like, hey, this is mine. Yeah. I can't let it go. Mm. But if you're just like, man, I'm feeling a certain way. I'm going to allow myself to feel. I'm going to allow myself to be present. Mm. You just find that like anything, anxiety, fear, Mm. it just dissipates. Absolutely. It's the label. And then it's also the story of why we should not be feeling right thing. Yeah. The shame, the shame of feeling a certain way. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, shame is the, it's, 
one of the biggest things we try and avoid and we work so hard to try and avoid shame. Yeah. Well, what if we changed our story around shame and we we just allowed ourselves to feel it and say, all right, what is this, what is this teaching me about myself? Yeah. How am I unearthing new parts of myself through feeling this? And how can I increase my capacity to feel? Here's the interesting thing with the mind's idea of how much we can feel is so limited versus what the body can actually mm, handle. That's a huge distinction. The body can handle so much. Like yeah. we can feel to the depths, like women go through childbirth, like we can handle this, Yeah. but we feel a, a, a lick of anxiety and we're like, oh shit, where's my CBD? Where's my exercise? Yeah, where's yeah. my distraction? How do I where's, fix it? How do I, how do I numb it? it? Yeah. yeah. And it's like, no, no, no. That yeah. sensation of pain is your gift. It's, it's so beautiful to, to truly feel that yes. and get to the core of that. And when we, when we treat it as an inconvenience or something that needs to be numbed or, or, or shoved away in a corner or not shown to the world, we are at war with ourselves. And when we're at war with ourselves, we're constantly trying to perform to not show the world that we're broken. Mm. And the fact is, is like, we are all so perfectly imperfect and your shame, your pain, your fear, it's all part of the magnificence. Yes. And so when we cut off one part, we, we lose our, our power. Yeah. When I was in my fourth ceremony at Rhythmia, mm. which you'll get to know these hammocks very, very well, I was laying in a hammock and Ayahuasca kept telling me, Catherine, don't numb it, just love it. Don't Mm -hmm. numb it, just love it. And so I started saying, I love you, fear. I love you, anxiety. And she was like, good, good, good. Keep going, keep going. And then at some point, I um, part of my experience was I felt such bliss and liberation. Mm -hmm. And I remember laying in the hammock and being like, did I make that up? Was did I really feel liberation? Did I really feel freedom? Did I really feel bliss? Did I really did I really feel joy? And Mother Ayahuasca, as they call her, she was like, Catherine, don't you think it's very interesting how you're so good at labeling the negative emotions and knowing exactly what they are? Like, you know, you're anxious or, you know, you feel fear, or you know this, but you're asking yourself and questioning yourself, did I really feel bliss? Did I really feel joy? She's like, why are you so attached to those negative emotions? And why do you give them more power or any emotion more power than any of the others? There really is no hierarchy here, right? But we as human beings having an ego, we go, this is right. This is wrong. This is good. This is bad. And there really is no good or bad. There just is. And she kept saying, don't numb it. Just love it. You can love it all. You can love it all. And so I spent the whole night in the hammock just feeling every emotion. And like, it was like, it was kind of like a very like psychedelically, it was a boring night. Like there's no visuals. There's no crazy like stories that I can share. It's just me laying in a hammock, feeling pain, feeling anxiety, feeling fear, feeling, um, like the feeling of impending doom or what is like different variations and different uh, levels of different emotions. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, I still love you. I still love you. It is okay. It is okay. And I realized how much I have used, you know, personal development is great. There is a point in time when some people use it to just fix, constantly fix like mm-hmm. for me, for instance, if I ever feel anxious or if I ever feel confused or any any feeling that I would have or emotion, I would immediately reach out 
and either grab a book or turn on a podcast and be like, I need to fix this immediately. What's the trick? I need to fix it. I need to fix it. I need to fix it. And I learned that night that I've been using that to numb it. And so now like when I'm experiencing emotions, I will take myself through breath work or I will just simply sit on my couch Mm -hmm. and just allow myself to feel. And it's so uncomfortable. And you think like, oh my God, am I just going to be sitting in this negative vibration for a really long time? And oh my God, this negative vibration is going to manifest negative things in my life. And I find that the emotion does not last more than five minutes. Mm. And I just sit through it for five minutes or breathe through in breath work and it's gone. Mm. It does not affect me anymore. And I can just go about my day and I'm so much more productive, so much happier, just so much more present Mm. just because I allowed myself to go there where most of us Mm. are so afraid of going. That's so beautiful. That's so beautiful. And you're right. There's such a short time that the body takes to be able to process. And a tool that I used when I was overcoming my eating disorder was observation versus identification. So Mm. how can we be in the nucleus of the pain, but not be wrapped in it? So how can we still have perspective to just observe? All right. I am in so much pain right now. I am so anxious. Wow. This experience is so intense. And even speaking it out is really helpful yes. because it separates that. Cause you're right. It's like anytime we identify with something, yeah. we're game over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so true. I love, I was reading your, um, parts of your website last night, actually, just getting me inspired for this interview. And you uh, mentioned somewhere, I don't remember exactly where that constant anxiety and stress are not the norm. Mm -hmm. And I love that because I totally believe that. Mm -hmm. Why do you think it's become the norm? Like, where do you think that comes from? And number Mm -hmm. two, like, what, what do you believe is the norm or should be the, should be the norm? Yeah. You know, so let's start with what should, what should be the norm or what, what is the norm? But we've distorted it is like the norm is peace and ease and contentment and love, like at our core, that's in all of us. Mm -hmm. It's, we just have layers and layers and layers of stories and conditioning and everything that's blocking us from actually being that and feeling that. And when we remove it all, we get to feel that essence. Yeah. You know, and so going back to why do we live in a world where everyone is so conditioned to struggle, I think ultimately is because so many of us are hustling for our worth. We are, we do not feel like we are worthy mm-hmm. because of our upbringing or can, or stories that were told to us or we've absorbed from the world. And so there's this worthiness wound that we are constantly trying to medicate through hustling. Wow. And we are building more businesses. We're doing more shit. We're buying more stuff. We're doing stuff that is out of alignment and not truly what our soul and heart wants because we do not feel worthy. And this is a condition over the entire world. You know, I I work with some super high level people who are billionaires and need more money. Yeah. It's never enough. It's as long as you feel that you are not enough, Mm -hmm. it'll never be enough. Absolutely. So we're, we're being, we're, we're being driven from this fear, from this not enoughness, from this scarcity. And as, as long as that is our driving motivator, number one that's never going to end until we heal the wounds or feel the rupture. And so, and that causes such high states of anxiety because if our self-worth is attached to what we do and not who we are, we're going to constantly be in that cycle. Yeah. And we see it everywhere with everyone. Yeah. Something I love talking about is how like the the concept of my life purpose has Mm -hmm. become such a buzzword and how so many people 
are misled to think that their life purpose has to do with what they're doing. And so they constantly attach their life purpose to being like, no, I am, for instance, for me, from example, I thought I was going to become a doctor my whole life. Mm -hmm. And that's really what I was conditioned to believe Mm -hmm. that I was meant to become a doctor. And so I really attached my life purpose to I'm here to heal people through being a doctor. When that like fell through the cracks and I realized like, nah, that's not my purpose. Um, I got into um, an MLM that really focused on like fitness coaching. And so then I'm like, this is my purpose, right? But then when you attach that to your purpose, you then if God forbid, like the business doesn't take off or something doesn't go well, you are like, oh my God, I'm failing at my life purpose. Like, look at me. I can't even live my own life purpose. And then now I'm doing what I'm doing with Manifestation Babe, which is empowering women to manifest their best lives. And now I also similarly feel like this is now my life purpose. So it's like, how can I feel that feeling of feeling like I'm living my life purpose through all these various things? It's because it has nothing to do with what you're doing, number one. It has everything to do with who you're being. And as long as you are constantly working on becoming the best version of yourself and really being the best version of yourself and believing that you are enough with with just the way that you are. And it's a privilege and an opportunity for you to grow. Not that you have to grow. You don't have to become better. You don't have to, you know, accomplish all these things. That's just an opportunity. It's a privilege. It's, it's an option for you, but you are enough just the way that you are. And then when you truly feel that, you're living your life purpose because your life purpose is just to be and for you to play this game of life. Like Mm. life is just a physical game that you play. So why don't we play and look at all the options that we have in front of us in order to play? Mm. I love that you said that. I feel, I always say life is my playground and it's designed to elevate me, to expand me, to allow me to see other parts of who I am. And when we can add this element of, of play and fun and light and ease, your energy is your contribution to the world. And so when we view the world from, from that way, like if you want to throw a purpose on it, all right, your purpose is to be the best version of you, whatever that means. And that could mean you're working at Starbucks. That could mean you're running a multi-million dollar company. That could mean you're a stay-at-home mom. That and it can mean change. Anything and it can change. Yeah. Yeah. So if if that was your, your intention every single day, I'm going to deliver the highest amount of energy to this world from this very aligned place. Let the chips fall as they may because the universe is going to go, oh, she knows what's up. I'm going to literally give her everything that she wants. Amen. Everything like our desires are arrows. Like anytime you desire something, it's meant for you. So get into that vibration. This is of course what you talk about all day long is like, how can we be the embodiment of the very thing that we want every single day? So the universe is like deliver, deliver and deliver. So the way I've always seen breath work is about like releasing, releasing the emotions that are, or releasing whatever it is that's holding you back. Would you Mm -hmm. see it as more of just like tuning into your body and not necessarily Mm -hmm. all about release? Because it's like the way that I, you know, things are clicking for me in my mind right now is like, no, like these are not, again, we're labeling it, right? I got to go and release these negative emotions. Mm -hmm. Like they just are, they're just emotions that are stuck in my body. And all I'm doing is releasing them so that I can get in tune with my body. Is that how you would see it? It depends. I sometimes have different intentions when I go in. Mm. So for instance, what did I do this morning? So our next launch, I manifested and I just, I I set the intention and I was like, okay, this is the number. This is how we're going to do it. This is how it's going to feel. This is, this is everything. And I brought that into my session and I, I've got myself to like 
cart close end date. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, this was so much fun. Yeah. We have the most, most perfect people in here. Everything went amazing. Everyone's stoked. Everyone's on fire. Let's do this. And I put myself in that energy. So I used my breath to basically amplify the energetic that I already decided that I wanted. So it has many purposes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, so we can go in and go, okay, this is, I want to release so we can have an intention or we can have an open invitation. An open invitation is like, no, no intention, nothing at all. I'm yeah. just going to let the body do the work. Yes. But we can also guide our intention and amplify our intention with the breath. So whether we want to manifest, whether we want to um, release, whether we want to tap into this joyful inner child play energy. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's a very powerful thing as well. So yes, we can have an agenda going in. But oftentimes our body will go like, ah, you turn. So I think like having an intention, but then also being open Open. for what comes is really, really, really powerful. Um, The two types of breath work that we work with at pause are integrative and meditative. So integrative, meaning we can do these breaths wherever we are with in any situation, whether we're driving or washing the dishes or maybe not driving, actually washing the dishes, being <laughs> at home, playing with our kids. Uh, yeah, not water, not driving, but anywhere else. And then meditative is of course, like when we're going into more of like a ceremony style yeah. breath work. So cool. I love it. Can we try it? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. So, um, so yeah. So just let me, let me be clear. If you are listening to this podcast driving, please just refrain and turn this on when you get home, just cause you just don't know how your body's going to respond to it. Yes. Um, so are we doing integrative or meditative? We're going to do integrative. 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 Okay. Yeah. Meditative is basically after it's a certain type of breath after 10 minutes. Okay. Yeah. So after 10 minutes, we kind of get into more of that like meditative, um, energy. And how long would you say the typical session is? Um, oh gosh, it so depends. I've done a four hour session. I've done a 10 minute session. I've done a 90 minute session. It really depends on like the structure of your life and like what works best. Like I have moms who, you know, they're like, all I can do is 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes at night. I'm like, that's amazing. That's so great. That's great. So the purpose of it is like, how can we find the pockets of our day to integrate this breath in so that we can, um, stabilize our nervous system and just like feel amazing every single day. An assumption I actually had was that I thought you always needed to do it with a facilitator in person. Mm -hmm. So you can do it like online via Mm -hmm. recording. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We have an app coming out, which is so people can do it at home, which is amazing. And if they want a facilitator, that's a beautiful way of doing it too. I I love the co-nourishment relationship of yeah. a facilitator and a breather. There's something really healing about that. So that's always a beautiful option. Awesome. Well, let's give yeah. it a try. Okay. <laughs> so the breath that we're going to do is called triactive breath. You may have done this one. So we want to, we're only going to be using our mouth. It's two breaths in and one breath out. So we're going to bring the energy into the belly, up into the chest, the heart area, and then out through the mouth. And uh, eyes open or eyes closed? We'll do we'll do eyes closed. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna. This is what it sounds like. So that's what it sounds like. So breathing in in through the belly, up into the chest, out through the mouth. Really making sure that exhale is nice and powerful, nice and nice and strong, nice and powerful. Beautiful. Okay. Let's do it. What we're going to do is we're going to do it for about 90 (laughs) seconds or so. Okay. And then at the end, I'm going to cue you to take a deep breath in and hold. What you're going to notice when you do that breath in is you might feel a little bit dizzy for about five to seven seconds. Stay with it. Be with it in that dizziness. And then you're going to find a place of just calm. Hold your breath for as long as you can and then exhale. 
Love it. Okay, let's, let's do, do it. it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's just close our eyes, taking a deep breath in through the nose to start and release. And just one more. Just relaxing the shoulders, coming into the body, finding some stillness. Just taking a quick scan of your body, just noticing what feels open, what feels contracted, and just observing whatever you feel is perfectly fine. And just take a moment and be still with your body. And the mantra we're going to be using for this little session is, I am powerful. So just repeating that silently to yourself as we breathe. And when you're ready, let's begin. It. Just keep the breath circulating, breathing in the energy, in the air, powerfully letting it out. That's it. Just keep going. If you're finding the speed too quick, you can also go for more depth over speed. Just finding your pace. Finding what feels good for your body. Just notice all the sensations in your body happening. Everything is completely normal. Letting the body do the work. Letting the body do the work. You're safe to breathe. You're safe to feel. You're safe to bring in all of this energy. Beautiful. Beautiful. Just a few more moments. Seeing if we can go a little bit deeper with the breath for the final few moments. And when you're ready, taking a deep breath in through the nose, <laughs> holding at the top. Deep breath in through the nose, holding the deepest breath. And relaxing the breath. That's it. Just relaxing the breath. Coming back into the body. Just letting the breath go. Letting the breath pattern go. That's it. And when you're ready, just breathe normal. That's it. Great. 
and we're complete. <laughs> How do you feel, babe? Are you ready to complete? like a mild panic attack at first and Mm. then you just remind yourself like it's okay it's all right like Mm -hmm. this is fine this is normal and then you just get used to it yeah and you're like okay like I'm here I'm Mm. present Mm -hmm. I'm gonna I'm I I know I'm gonna survive I'm gonna make it and it's so funny every time I do it I have this like weird anxious sensation the very first minute And the vision, it's like a weird vision that comes to me. And it came to me this time. And I knew it was only 90 seconds. You know, usually the sessions I do, they're like 30, 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's like I have this weird vision of me crossing the street, going mm. from one parking lot to another parking mm. lot. And I can never figure out why, but that's the vision that I have. Yeah. And the moment that I cross the street and go to the other parking lot, I relax and I can get into yeah. it. It's so, so weird. It's like a transition. It's so interesting. It's like a visual transition. It's yeah. like your 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 body's giving you the visualization of what's actually happening. Yeah. And I feel like my heart racing too. And it's like I mentally tell myself, like, calm down, it's fine, it's fine. And then my heart just kind of like comes back. Mm. And I know depending on the session, like I will literally leave my body and then come back like when it's done. And I'm like, wait, was I breathing? Was I doing it right? Did I have the session? Mm. And I feel amazing, like blissful, incredible, liberated. Like I just feel high right now. Yeah. Like, just so you Get know. Get high like, your own supply. <laughs> and it's like every time I do mm. breath work, I'm like, this is my own breath. Yeah. There's no drug. Yeah. There's no, there's no psychedelic. It's just breathing. Like you have access to this every mm. single day, 24 seven. It's incredible. It's so powerful. Thank you for that. You're so welcome. It's like if we only knew how powerful we are. And I'm sure all of your listeners, those who've joined us in the breath, they're like, whoa, I've never felt that before. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I know everyone's feeling high. (laughs) They're hooked. They want more. Where can they find you? Mm-hmm. Learn more about you if they're curious, but most yeah. importantly, actually do the shit with you. Like yeah. Yeah, for the people who are just learning this for the first time or mm-hmm. not interested in facilitating, like, do you have something for them? And yeah. for those people who are like, oh my God, I feel amazing. Mm-hmm. And I want to share this with the world. Absolutely. Like, what are your two options? So 
we have a little six week course called the journey, which walks you through six different breath work sessions, six different videos. There's a workbook. So it really begins to integrate you into the work. Um, so you can go to pausebreathwork.com slash journey code manifestation. So that's, if you really just, are you like, Whoa, what was that? I want to do more of that. If you are, if you, if you're like, okay, I'm, I'm going to share this with the world. Um, and maybe you have that feeling after you do the journey, but if you're, if you're ready and, and that's your path, you can head over to pausebreathwork.com slash facilitator. Again, code manifestation. Let us know you heard us on the show. And if you have any questions at all, I'm super active on Instagram at Samantha Skelly. And I run little breathwork sessions in the morning at 8 a.m. PST, Monday to Friday. So you I can saw that. It's so cool. I'm definitely going to join your next one. Mm. I was just like watching. I'm like, how does she? Because again, I had this misconception that you can only do it in person with a facilitator. So I'm like, wait a second. Mm-hmm. She's doing them on Instagram live. Like, how does yeah. this work? Mm-hmm. And so as we went through the process, I'm like, holy shit, this is so powerful. Yeah. So for you guys listening, I'm going to go ahead and link all the details in the show notes, um, Samantha's Instagram, and then the two uh, course, well, the course, the mm-hmm. journey, yeah. and then the facilitator um, training, yeah. which is how long, by the way, just so, so people the know. the facilitator training is a six-month journey. So the first part of the program is us coaching you on breath work and really, really getting to know your body on a deep level. Then you come to San Diego with me and you spend five days here in San Diego going through all of the fundamentals of breathwork, how to become a masterful breathwork facilitator. Then we have the practicum portion where you go and you facilitate one-to-one and you facilitate workshops and things like that. And then you graduate six months after. So it's a, it's a beautiful deep dive. And we run that training twice a year in San Diego. That's a journey for sure. Incredible. Well, Samantha, I just want to thank you so much for your time and your gift that you're sharing with the world. And like, Thank you so much for listening to Jesus and the Bali that you are meant to share this with the world because it is life-changing and we really need it. And again, guys, this is free. Like this is your breath. There is no reason for you not to be doing breath work. At least how often do you recommend, by the way? So I do breath work when I wake up in the morning, I'll do it for 10 minutes in the morning. Just when I sleep, my brain's really active. So sometimes I can wake up already feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm already, I'm already busy. Yeah. So 10 minutes in the morning of, of this breath pattern or in the pause um, patterns and you'll learn them all. There's different ones that are more gentle things like that. So I'll do 10 minutes in the morning. I'll do 10 minutes at night to kind of close out my day, set my intention for, for my sleep. And then twice or three times a week, I'll do like a half an hour one. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's really awesome. But again, even like five minutes in the morning, five minutes at night, if that's all you've got is so perfect and so beneficial. I love that you mentioned morning because I know Mm. that when I have a lot going on in my life, I tend to wake up anxious and it takes me like at least an hour to work through whatever it is Mm. using other healing modalities. And so just even 90 seconds with you, I'm like, holy shit, like 10 minutes. I got 10 minutes. Like I'm definitely going to try it next time. So thank you so much for that. Like, that's amazing. Um, you guys, this is such a powerful episode. Go ahead and take a screenshot of of this episode and tag both Samantha and I, what was your Instagram account? Samantha Skelly. Samantha Skelly and at manifestation, babe, and share your breakthroughs, your takeaways. And please let us know how that 90 second breathwork session was for you and all of your plans on furthering this journey. Whether you sign up for the course, you sign up for the facilitator training, or you join Samantha on her Instagram live. You said 8 a.m. PST? PST, yeah. Okay, awesome. And all of the 
links will be in the show notes. Again, Samantha, thank you so much for your time. You are amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such a pleasure. (laughs) All right, you guys see you in the next episode. Bye. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you absolutely loved what you heard today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes so that I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the extra inspiration on Instagram by following at ManifestationBabe or visiting my website at ManifestationBabe.com. I love and adore you so much and can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and manifest some magic.